Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending August 6, 2021. I'm Chris Collins. Today I'm joined by investment strategist Alex Kuzley. Hope you're faring well despite the lockdown and winter weather in Sydney, Alex. Yeah, things are pretty good, all things considered, Chris. Good, good. Well, hold tight. Hopefully you can find some meaningful moments in the coming weekend. Now, I know we have a number of topics to touch on from yields to recent activity in China. So let's jump in. Kicking off, Treasury yields have continued to fall this week. German bonds went negative across the curve. The Bank of England met to discuss their approach to rates and bond buying. It seems like we're at an inflection point right now. Uh, what trends are you seeing and what can we expect over the next eight, uh, I guess, 18 months or so? Yeah, sure, Chris. So, yeah, we have seen kind of this continued trend of, of lower yields. I think a point in Germany, 30 bonds went negative. Uh, in the US, real yields have kind of kept m- moving lower. I mean, the last two days we've seen a little bit of a bounce back higher, but yeah, that trend is still seems to be intact. Our view still is that we think that, you know, this 150 to 200 um, basis point range on the US 10 years seems about right to us. Um, and, you know, I think that right now what is driving the bond market, there is parts of it that is there is some positioning changes. And when we look at measures like the CFTC provide measures of um, 10-year positioning, we've seen that move net long now. Uh, and it's probably as long as it's been in the last four or five years. So to us, that shows that we have seen this move away um, from short duration, um, you know, and we're starting to say not crowded positioning, but we're getting towards that part. Um, you know, and there also is the Delta scare. I think we've talked, you know, talked about in previous market week and reviews that we do think, you know, is a risk to monitor and particularly in Asia and obviously in Australia where I am, it's, it's causing a bit of problems for the economy. But for the Northern Hemisphere, we think that the risks are still fairly limited from the Delta outbreak. Uh, and so as we get through this, we do think that that catalyst will come through to see those, those interest rates start to move higher. We're not going back to, you know, really high levels, but we think that 150 to 200 basis point range over the next 18 months seems about right to us. Switching gears, let's maybe look at the regulatory and economic activity happening over in China. Now, first, related to what Paul and Julie spoke to last week, the China crackdown narrative further intensified this week as Tencent was placed sort of in a spotlight of its own. From your perspective, is there anything off limits? I know that there's been government mandates that's extended beyond tech. There's been education, property. What are these mandates having on the current outlook of Chinese investment? So I think that there are two key things right now in China that I I think are risks that aren't going to go away. So the first one is around the way that China think about um, foreign investors coming into China. So they have a structure, or most Chinese companies have this structure called a variable interest entity um, that is listed generally listed in the Cayman Islands, and that gives U.S. investors access um, to Chinese equity. And that uh, isn't strictly legal in China, but they've kind of accepted it and let it go on. And it seems like they've become increasingly uncomfortable and they would like over the longer term to see those capital raisings occur in Hong Kong and China rather than other countries. So I think that element uh, is going to stay around with us for some time. And I think you're going to see a little bit more of a risk premium um, for foreign investors into those companies because of this way that, you know, the, the development of China's thinking. The other part that is kind of slower moving, but also very important is I think that, you know, at the base of the Chinese government's thinking right now is that. You know, those companies that do consumer tech uh, aren't viewed particularly favorably. That it's not viewed as strategically important or that, you know, even necessarily productive use of assets. And so I think at the margin, they would like to see, um, you know, assets and resources move away from those at the margin towards those areas like artificial intelligence, electric vehicles, you know, carbon reduction, those areas that are strategically important. 
And I guess, you know, and the third part of this, uh, and this related to education is, you know, the focus on inequality, particularly with the People's Congress coming up next year when, you know, Xi will cement a third term provided nothing goes wrong. Uh, you know, that focus on inequality is also going to remain. So education, you know, property, healthcare, those are the kind of areas that are going to remain in focus there, we think. Completely agree. And so relatedly, um, from a political economic perspective, there was the Politburo meeting over the past week as well, uh, which effectively is the quarter economic policy review. Any key takeaways as it relates to fiscal or monetary support for the back half of this year or anything else of note? Maybe infrastructure. Open your yeah, comments. yeah, sure. So I think, um, like going back before the Politburo, one of the things that we've you know observed and has occurred has been that the Chinese credit impulse or the credit um, flow was tightening, and it tightened faster than I think the government really comfortable were really comfortable with. And we saw the People's Bank of China cut the reserve requirement ratio uh, last month. Uh, so that kind of monetary easing at the margin has already started, and we think that, that should start to you know kind of let the credit growth start to bottom out. Uh, and then on the fiscal side, we've had a, a fairly slow issuance of local government bonds. Um, you know, they have a quota each year and it's been running slower than normal. Uh, and I think the Politburo, the main emphasis was, is that that is going to, you know, pick back up as we had expected. Uh, fiscal support is going to be maintained. Uh, and, I, you know, I think that the big part is the, is the infrastructure and the fixed asset investment, which is their big, you know, swing point that they can actually get to try and uh, increase their activity. So I think that at the margin, both fiscal and monetary are going to become more supportive. And then we also got through the week, we got the PMIs from China. Um, so, you know, a more you know, a timely gauge of how the economy is going. And there, I think we have seen this, this general slowing um, continue uh, in both um, manufacturing and services. And I think in manufacturing, we saw you know, new orders, both domestically and the export orders slowing. Um, so, you know, I think that kind of increases that incentive for the Chinese government to just n- not go into a, a really big loosening, but just kind of at the margin, incrementally loosen policy. Hmm. A definitely watch point for not only this month, but the remainder of the year. So with that, I believe we're at the end of our time. Thank you so much for your insights, Alex. Hope you enjoy your weekend ahead. To all listening, stay safe. Enjoy what remains of your summer or winter days.